You're listening to Everybody Eats, where we sit down with the best and brightest hustlers, entrepreneurs, go-getters, and professionals. Join us as we create the ultimate network and change the business narrative from the ground up. All right, let's do it. Welcome back. Let me make sure I'm in the mic. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Everybody Eats Show. Yo, today is a really, I say special episode almost every episode, but this one is truly a special episode. This is the first live in-person episode in New York. First one that we've done. The ones that we did previously in New York, it was virtual. So now we got, we got, we're in person and we have a really, really special guest for you guys. Yo, my good friend, Mr. Rajendra Singh. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. Honor to be here. For sure. For sure. For sure. On this rainy Saturday morning, right? But we make it happen no matter what, we're going to make it happen. So, uh, before we get started, make sure you're following us on all platforms. So we updated our tags, our ads, right? So it's at Everybody Eats Show on everywhere, all right? Except Twitter, which is EBE underscore show. So Instagram, Everybody Eats Show on Facebook, Everybody Eats Show on YouTube, Everybody Eats Show on Twitter, EBE underscore show. So make sure it's like TikTok, Everybody Eats Show on TikTok, all right? So make sure you're up to date on all of that good stuff, right? That's one. Two, uh, if you haven't listened to our wholesale webinar, make sure that you get to that. It is a free webinar telling you, teaching you guys how to break into the real estate game. No down payments necessary, no deposits, no credit. You don't have to get a license. You don't have to do any of that stuff. We're teaching you guys how to wholesale properties for free with our boy, Randy Cadley, who's been a former guest. He broke it down completely A to Z beginning to end, how to get your first wholesale deal is completely free. So just click the link in our bio, enter your email address. It goes directly to your email. You have access to the video, audio, and PowerPoint guide. So what more could you ask for, All right? And we're gonna have more webinars for you guys coming out this summer into the fall. We have a bunch of stuff coming out. So this is the first of many. So enjoy. That's the prelude, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, take care of the house of items, right? And then, now, Mr. Jenner's thing, right? Yo. Wait, wait, wait. Start this off. I have a gift. I brought a gift for the show. Much appreciated. This is the only wrapping paper I had. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Appreciate it. Yes. Over and out? Yeah, of Over course. Over and out? All right. Look at Come bearing gifts. Much appreciated. I had to. It's an honor to be here. I couldn't come empty it. Thank you. So for you audio listeners, we have a nice wrapping paper and a nice gift over here. You video guys you can see here. Yes, Right, right. You did not. Open you it up. did Open not. It up. Oh my goodness. No way. I no. took a quote from one of your Oh, I sleep on my back, my brother sleep on his side, and the world sleeps on the everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it! Yo, thank you very much. Yo. Oh my goodness. So, oh my goodness. I figured it's perfect for the Everybody Eats show. So it's something that doubles as a cutting board. You got all your serving materials here. Oh, oh my goodness. Yo. Yeah. Much love. Yeah, and you Much can cover love. the people that don't sponsor you with it for sure, if you for want. Sure. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Oh my! Let's let's make sure. Oh, nah, for sure. This is this is part. This becomes part of the team, all right? That we can make that 
So for those, that's a little backwards. It's backwards. But I, I didn't that's think that's completely backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. You, you, you said yeah, it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, you got the point. You got the point. So if you guys listen on the audio, you can't see this, but this beautiful gift for you guys on YouTube, it says, I sleep on my back, my brother sleeps on his side, and the world sleeps on the everybody eats. So nah, man, that's, that's what we touch. I really I appreciate that. I had to come with something. I couldn't come I appreciate that. I appreciate that for real. So this actually, yeah, nah, this means a lot. This means a lot. So for those, I like to tell, um, I like to tell the people how I met our guests. So this goes back. I don't even know what year. Maybe this is maybe two thousand four or five. Third grade, third grade right? Miss <laughs> Robin's Jean. Yeah, Miss Robin's Jean's class in Howell Road School. Shout out to Howell, <laughs> right? Shout out to Valley Stream District 13, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Howell Owls, right? Howell. So uh Raj and I met literally in third grade, Miss Robin's Jean's class. Um, and yo, it's it's we've been friends ever since, honestly. Yeah. Um elementary school, junior high, high school, college, we kept in touch. Um the music phase when you're yeah. living in Manhattan, yeah. Yeah. all that good stuff, you know. So um it's it's been it's been a journey. For real though. I've been appreciate I love seeing you grow as an individual, developing and all that. So you know we found a time where we were both in New York at the same time. Like yo, yeah. we gotta make that happen. And we did. I feel like it all started it's funny too because we always talk about similar stuff that we talk about on the podcast every time we we learn stuff I realize it all started with the school five. Do you remember that? We had to make an invention in like fourth grade or something. And we're like, we have to make this thing called school five. It's a pencil, it's a scissor, it's an yo, eraser. Yo, all in one. yo, yo, yeah. <laughs> so everybody. Yo, I, I, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that, yo. Yo, that's crazy. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's some throwback. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten until you just mentioned it, yo. I remember we wrote like a jingle for it too and everything. Yeah, that's crazy. yeah, yeah. Nah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yo, so so much has happened. So much yeah. has happened. Um, but yo, let's get into today's episode. So today's episode, it's, it's gonna be a conversation, right? So we're gonna be covering a couple of different things. I haven't seen Raj, or we haven't seen Raj rather, probably since COVID, sometime college, undergrad. I went over Raj's house probably like 20. One summer, I remember it was for the graduation party, and and, and yeah, and the graduation yeah. party, yeah, yeah. So this is probably twenty what seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. It's been a couple. It's been a couple years, right? So yeah. we're like, yo, we're gonna catch up on today's episode. Um, I know we got much to talk about. One of the smartest people I met, oh one of the most creative people I met. I'm trying to be like you guys. I'm trying to be like you. I'm trying to be like you. What are you talking about, right? Yo, honestly, nah, no cap. Raj is one of the most talented people I've ever met. Stop. Musically, business, creativity, like, honestly, for That's a tomorrow. That's So, he wears a lot of hats. Yeah, 100%, right? And he wears them well, right? So, um. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 how about you? All right, so let me start a little bit, right? So again, we haven't seen Raj in a little bit. You didn't hurry up with the, with the yeah. thing. So we haven't seen Raj in, in a couple of years. Um, you did undergrad at St. John's, right? 
Spears. Two years at St. John's, two years at Brook, right? Yeah. Two years at Brook, right? So um, that was not too far. Uh, Eden and I went to Queens College. So once St. John's by by Queens College, and then Brook is part of the key system. Yeah. So we were all in New York. Um, after that, you went to go take your talents to Paris, right? Yeah, you went to go take your talents to Paris. So um, I want you to kind of talk about um, talk about the, the the undergrad to to college undergrad. To graduate, to graduate school transition, right? Like, why, why St. John's? Why, like, yeah, why St. John's? Why Baruch? And then why Paris? And learning that French. So if you could break that down, because you have a lot of people. We have a lot of people in that eighteen to thirty-five group. Yeah. You know, in in our audience, young adults that may be in college, getting out of college. Maybe, you know, they're thinking about graduate school, thinking about where they want to live. Yeah. And you literally went across the world, you know, yeah. across the Atlantic. So talk about the mindset, why you did that, you know, and give some more insight on that. Um, I'm going to keep you abridged up until we get to the Paris part. Yeah. So St. John's was nice. They had a new business school. I was expected to go to the university. They didn't need money to go there. It wasn't that expensive. Um, I learned a lot. I learned that I also, I learned that location is really important. Mm -hmm. Because I would be interviewing for jobs and interviewing for internships and everything would go so well. And then it came down to the point where it's like, okay, when can you come in? And it's like, okay, I could leave from St. John's, I could take the bus to the train and get there in like an hour and a half. And it's like, oh, we can't really work with that. Um, or I could drive and I'm going to have to find a park to get an hour and a half on, on its own. And I was like, oh, our school can work with that. You're coming from school and you look at full times or something like that. So I was like, all right, location is really important if I'm trying to do things. Um, and Brook was like the perfect spot. It's affordable. The CUNY system is great. Obviously, like everyone has problems with the administration, but the school is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. overall, yeah. yeah. it's a great school. The education is great. The people you meet are great. It's really diverse. It's mm -hmm. people you can relate to. It's mm -hmm. Even though they do have a lot of international students, the majority of the people are from this seeing stuff so it's like it was a really nice community i already had a few friends there it was like super easy to integrate in my stuff and it was perfect i was able to get multiple internships i could just walk through after school or something like that like all of that worked perfectly and when i was there i was studying french was my official minor um just from a love for the language remember when we used to bump short it started in like 2013 yeah. we were trying to learn french so um i just had to take it seriously and like even if i'm doing anything with it adding a language to my repertoire is like mm -hmm. part, that's one that i wanted to learn studied marketing and international business and meeting all the international professors there that taught those courses i was like in seems like a very important thing to have that in your skill set if you have the, the opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, and I was looking through the study abroad programs they had and they were like a semester. It's cool for the experience, but it's not like worth anything in terms of like, let's say I want to go get a job or start a company or freelance or something. So I did a three week to four week program to see if it was really something I wanted to do at a secondary education. Graduate school there. Okay. Um, <laughs> in, in Paris. Okay. And it was a really great experience and it kind of like convinced me that it's the way to go because yeah. I knew I wanted to go to grad school. Yeah. Before I like really get into the workforce um, or start my own thing. And I was like, I could go to school here and pay minimum what, like 30K to CUNY because the graduate programs are a little bit more expensive. 
or I can do an international program, get international experience and work for like less than half the price. Because mm. first thing, their public schools there are completely free. Yeah. You don't it's have to pay for it. Yeah. And their private schools there are like relatively less expensive because of the fact that the public schools are free and they're more affordable. So I'm like living and going to school there and getting benefits in terms of like my salary from work and benefits for students to get there. I'm paying an exponential amount less than I would just go to school here. Yeah. Something like that, plus be, being able to work internationally, being able to experience, being able to learn, meet new people, get these degrees that, that I'm trying to get. It's like, it just seemed like the perfect opportunity. Yeah. Um, and I like worked hard to do it. I took the GMAT, I learned French, I um, had my application, essays, all that stuff that you would have had in school. And, and, and it worked out. I had a choice between a few schools and I chose one. Again, a big part of it was the location. Like, it was the only one that was 100% in Paris, where most of the opportunities are, and also the things that I'm trying to do are. And it worked out. Like, everything yeah. went as much as planned as possible. Yeah. Um, just because it was something I was very focused on. Um, um, as much as I'm excited to be there, I think. Next year, I'm very excited to go back home to, I think, three years there was at the perfect amount. I got to work at Springsteen, where I got to work in industries that I wanted to, like the fashion industry was something that I really wanted to do when I got there, and um, I got to spend six months that me there and really have like, a really intense program there that hopefully will open doors for me in the future, and I got to work in technology, specifically the video game industry, and those were like two big those three big industries, so fashion, video games, or any new te technology oh, yeah. industry. And it was like, now I feel like I have a better view of what I'm trying to do because of that, even though I still have no idea what I'm trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, anything can come up, but it was like, I'm happy with the way it went, and I 100% encourage anyone who can do it to try to do it. And like, obviously it's coming from a very privileged point to say, oh, go abroad. Yeah. But it's more like, if you have the, the opportunity, if it's within reach, take it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just crazy too, because I know you wanted to get into like the cultural di differences too, but just a sneak peek um, before we go deeper into that conversation. It's like pretty much everyone in Europe, I would say if you're in school, gets that opportunity to go abroad somehow. Yeah. Um, and it's very encouraged there. Yeah. Like either taking an internship abroad, going a semester abroad, doing your entire u university abroad, it's very encouraged, it's very affordable, and there's so many programs to do it through, which I feel like is something we don't see in the States as much, unless you go to a really expensive private school, or if, like, it's something that your parents had done, and they encourage you to do it. It's like not really thrown in our face as much as it is there, so it's like, really cool to see. It's, I mean, it's cool at the same time, it sucks that we don't have that same thing, but yeah. it's interesting to see like so many kids with so much experience that you wouldn't expect to speak minimum like two or three languages by the time they're like 21 or 22, just because they've had all these yeah. opportunities. Yeah. Such a different view of the world too that they have just because they're exposed to so many different cultures rather than like obviously America and New York specifically is very diverse, but it's still America like, yeah. as much as America can be, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know? So, oh, yeah, cool. I don't want to talk too much as you're saying. No, I don't know. Let's go. Well, especially, uh, you know, to some location like this. 
and vision because yeah. on top of that you're you're in a whole new um country and you're still saying location location yeah. location so that's you know that's to have the foresight to think that way is i mean experience technically but you know to to apply that to going abroad is, is and it's not easy yo it's not even just like the going abroad it's like the the the, i guess like the mental aspect of moving the culture aspect of moving financial aspect of moving right so like even i we had the opportunity to go down to virginia after graduating um i kind of got that from my brother because my brother after graduation went to taiwan you know what i'm saying but um so that's kind of what i got more of the idea of like Oh, like move out of your city after you graduate, you know, like move out of your city, get somewhere different. Um, and even people ask me like, oh my gosh, like how'd you move to Virginia? And you know, still it was a, it was obviously a difference. Like Norfolk, Virginia is completely different than New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're talking about, you know, the greatest, biggest, greatest city in the world, not the biggest city in the world, but like, you know, in terms of diversity, like the biggest city in the world, like yeah. every language spoken in New York, going exactly. out of Queens, you hear every country, yeah. every language, like it's crazy. Then he moved out of Norfolk, Virginia, and it's like this small city where literally everyone knows each other. Like, you can't get around if you don't have a car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, exactly. it's a complete difference, you know? So it was, it was a melting pot, you know? Yeah, yeah, not a big of a melting pot, right? So like, like I did, we both did our internships down there um, the summer before we moved down. So we had an idea what we were getting ourselves into, something like how you did your yeah. study abroad, right? So um, one, that shows the power of study abroad, right? Because it's like, yo, let me spend a few weeks here just to see, right? You don't want to just like, Unless you got the balls like that, so just up and move without <laughs> any prior experience, sure, yeah. you know. My brother did that. Like, he, yes or no, because my brother, he did Taiwan, but he, my brother was studying abroad in college, too. Yeah, so he kind of right. had that um, that world uh, they say mentality. The, the first six six months of moving are the, the hardest. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I've learned that, you know. Yeah. You learned that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, what, what, you know, how hard it was for you, but I think everybody learns that in their own life way and that obviously transforms you into a completely different person and yeah. and, and, and um <clears throat> i might just be going off on a 10 year but go to, to, <laughs> <laughs> but, but to everything he's saying like it, it's such a for those who have never left their city or moved out it is the hardest thing to do you know you you uh you might think it's easy or you might think like or you're living with your parents you're like oh i can't wait to live out and pay rent and do well and that, that that shit is not easy it's not easy yeah. Um, it's hard, especially if you haven't, like, if you're someone who lives without a lot of responsibility or anything, it's not, like, it's not a laughing matter. It's like, yeah. it's, it's tough, bro. Mm-hmm. You have to figure a lot, of, a lot of it by yourself, so. No, I'm not gonna lie, like, specifically looking at you, Edom Krosky, I remember looking at Krosky, you were telling me about he's doing this full I don't even know what full-press was before he talked to us about that. And that was even something I looked at before I applied to grad school. Like, what if I could do this instead? Like, I was looking at all my options and specifically I was thinking about. And you and him, I was like looking at where you guys did from New York to Virginia. I'm like, that's a huge deal. Like, it's obviously like not a different country, but just that move alone is a completely new life. Yeah. Like, I was looking where you you guys are doing fun jobs, you like settled in financially it was a big thing. You guys made sure that you secure jobs like this. I'm like, these are things I need to take into account. Like if you guys can do it, of course I can. Like I'm just gonna follow in your footsteps too. Like and I was watching so many of my uh, my other friends, even if you just move from Milan to Manhattan, yeah, or, like, something, it's a whole new life. Well, new life yeah. to do. So I was kind of like taking notes from the people around me and like really trying to figure it out. Yeah. Which is a big part of that whole thing. But, just cost a lot. I remember 
the first time we ever got into investing was me, you, and Koski. We were talking about it here, actually. Yeah. And um, Koski was like telling us all about the things that he was doing and how we you know we should get money on point. Like that's like the first thing you gotta do, so that when all these opportunities come, you can take advantage of them. And he's like, invest your money, invest your money, do something with it, make sure it doesn't sit and lose out to inflation. And yeah. Me and you were making our documents and stuff, trying to figure out <laughs> what to invest in. We got like, it's all good. <laughs> keep going, keep going. We, I remember we got into test by like. Two hundred dollars. Man, man. <laughs> like, that that saved my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I thought it wasn't friends with y'all. Yeah, this must this must have been like freshman. If it was Tesla, it was probably like it was twenty sixteen. It was freshman sophomore. Yeah, that's gonna be like just Matt. We probably yeah. We just yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. Man, I was like, like freshman, sophomore year. Mm-hmm. We still kind of talk about that because, like, even like you know, hot guru right now, right? Yeah. So like, <laughs> remember about one share of Shopify and I should like, yo, you put me on to Shopify. <laughs> I, I think like, I told watch. you. Put, I think you told me about shop. I think back in high school, I think you told me about like, mm-hmm. yo, like this new app is gonna let you like buy like e-commerce yeah, online. Like, and I'm like, gonna throw like, their fashion brand on there. Everyone's gonna throw yeah, their sneaker yeah. brand on there. Yeah, and, and in high so school, easy. in high school, I was like, yeah, this is cool, but like, I don't really know what I was doing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, now we're looking at Shopify, and it's like. It's like Two thousand dollars now, or something oh like goodness. that. Oh my goodness! But I still look back to myself, like, yo, when this, when the, the day they told me, hey, we're not coming back to school anymore, I would have, yo, yeah, everything in my bank. <laughs> <laughs> into the market. Oh, sure. But yeah, I mean, I've, so many people have told me to like, don't stress about this stuff. It's not about the time, and it's not about the time you get in the market. It's the time you spend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm perfectly content with the games that we made. Exactly, exactly. Investments at the time. Sure. You gotta start from somewhere, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, gotta start from exactly. somewhere. So always go, ah, but as long as you remember, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's never too late to start. You know, that's the thing. It's like, ah yeah, don't too busy sit there writing about why you didn't start back then. Like, all right, start now, start now. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> start now. Like, I appreciate that you started now yeah. in the future. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. really good conversations that we've had. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I wanna know, like, how has being uh, France and sorry, how has being in France and, and uh, moving, traveling, all these responsibilities, like how does that affect you coming back home now? Like, like just with your friends or your your even your simple interactions. How do you view things differently? Because I, I text Bensky every day, like yo, I'm like the stuff I used to do at home or the stuff that I would just let slide or now kind of getting to me, or now it's like, yo, I'm seeing like, instead of just like walking away from it and just doing whatever, I'm seeing like three or four different like levels to this. Yeah. Like, so how's, how's that? Could you give me an example though? Like what you got last time, how specifically what you're talking about? I mean, only if you want to share that. I'm trying to find what I can't share. Yeah. Um, just to like relate the conversation a bit more so don't go off on a tangent. Uh, all right, so like, all right, so with your parents, right? So yeah. uh, just easy example, but you know, sometimes maybe they'll say or do something and growing up, maybe you'll always listen to it or you're like, oh, okay. oh yeah, you know, this is right, this is right. But then you kind of like, after going out and experiencing things for yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. you start to be like, all right, maybe this is not right. And then on top of that, you can kind of see where they yeah. are coming from or, you know. It's funny because I was having this thought about specifically my mom, because you guys know my mom is an entrepreneur. She runs a business. She's a pharmacist and stuff. She's always had a very 
stereotypical immigrant parents, like I want my kids to follow my footsteps. She really won't want us to be in like the medical field or be a pharmacy or something. And like, it was obviously not for me and stuff. And I still try to run stuff. But it's funny too, because after everything I learned, I'm like, wait, there's so many, like I could still follow in your footsteps just by being an entrepreneur. So yeah, yeah. Grow, growing up, I saw her run a business from her version of the ground up. Like she obviously got from old partners, but she had to start completely on, on, her, her, on, yeah, on, her, on yeah. her own too. Like I watched her run a business from the ground up and it's like I learned so much that has nothing to do with the medical field, but has helped me become better at business. My job, my first job I got in Paris, a big part of the interview was like, we are really interested in the retail experience that you had at, the, at this pharmacy. It's like, it's like I'm following in her, in her footsteps in such a different way. It's like yeah. the conversations I have with my parents are so much different now because I feel like you know, such a tunnel vision when you're just like stuck at home or stuck in New York specifically. Like there's only a certain amount of opportunities that you see. Um, and when you leave, you're like, and even you hear it from different people. Like I hear my friends, the way they talk about New York is so different the way that I talk about it, just because they're seeing it from a very outside perspective. And like, you just appreciate it so much more. It's like, so many di- different ideas I, I have about what I could do there. And um, I think that's that's like the biggest thing is like getting out of the normal conversations that you have with, with your parents and kind of advancing a little bit more. And obviously it's not something that's exclusively available when you study abroad. It's like anytime you lose, you step out of your comfort zone. And so yeah. your parents obviously tr- trust you with different things now. And it's like, they see me live on my own. They see the way my sister has, um, grown up and gotten her life and gotten her master's degree and lost up and gotten such an amazing job and like is killing it. It's like such a different phase than we were like when we write right when we came out of college. It's like I think um they they noticed that there's so many different ways to go about life. Um not that they didn't know that before but like getting your medical is secure. You're gonna make a lot of money, you're gonna live a normal life and you're gonna have a secure life and you'll you'll be fine and stuff. I don't see that there's so many different ways you can go about that are also secure. It's like seven billion people are doing it in a different way from that and that venue. So obviously yeah. there's more ways to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? For sure. So um almost. Is it Did it stop recording? Nah, we got a Um so it, it's funny that you mentioned that, right? So kind of kind of similar. Um in terms of the podcast, right? So when I first told them that I was starting the podcast, it's like my parents were supportive, but you could tell they're like, yeah. what? Right? Like, yeah. you know, even me, I was kind of like, what? What am I doing? Right? Yeah. I but was then, surprised. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you like to talk. Yeah, 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 for sure. But just like starting the podcast, you could tell like they were just still kind of unsure, like, what is the purpose of this? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. for what? Like, why? Why a podcast? You're just talking, like, yeah. you're just interviewing people, yeah. right? And then, you know, once they start to see, like, all right, I'm living on my own, like, I'm not. You know, um, thank God, like, I'm not asking for money. I'm not yeah, struggling, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, they see that how the podcast, you know, um, you know, uh, in terms of my public speaking skills, it seems like it's an outlet for me to use my public speaking skills. It's an outlet for me to network. It's an outlet for me to 
do these different things, kind of like that entrepreneurship. Yeah. And they start to see like, oh, okay, like this is a new, you know, like they see like I'm responsible with my stuff, right? So it's it's not the same as like, oh, I have to necessarily like coddle you as much as I did before, yeah. or I have to really like worry about you as much as I did before. Like, you know, seeing that you're able to handle those responsibilities, the relationship kind of changes a it little really bit, does, right? Yeah. Because it's like, oh, wow, like, you know, um, you're an adult. Like you talk about all the time, like you come home and it's like, it's not the same high school coddling and like, you know, oh, my baby can't do this, can't do that. It's like, yeah. after they see that, like, you know, okay, you're able to live on your own, you're able to do this on the third, it's it's a little bit more hands-off, yeah. you know, but then also you talk about it yourself, like, I haven't changed. I'm yeah. the same yeah. person. <laughs> still, yeah. and, uh, maybe it's a dis- right, I'll take over, but it, maybe yeah. it's a discredit, dis- discredit, disservice, whatever, to, to the growth I've gone through. Yeah. I know I've changed, but at the same time, like, yo, what you guys don't get is mentally, like, at the base, I am the same kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am the same, you know, person that was just here a year ago, the same person, like nothing has changed. All only things like responsibilities, I, just, I, I just, think, is what yeah, yeah. it's like it's kind of like it doesn't register me sometimes when I yeah. when I tell my parents, hey, I'm going out. Like before I have to give them three to five business days. Now it's like <laughs> I'm going out, I'm gonna be out. And yeah, sure. And it's like, why is that like what? Like, you know, it's it's it's, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's crazy too, because again, this isn't exclusive to abroad just in any situation where you step out of your comfort zone you learn so much more about yourself not mm-hmm. in like a fake keep away but, yeah, but, not for real, yeah. but but more just like you are no longer forced to put on whatever face you didn't even realize you were putting on while you're in the house or mm-hmm. in new york or with your friends like you are completely from a blank slate especially specifically in my case like i'm meeting people that have you know nothing about me have no pretense about me we're speaking a new language, like I am like as reset as possible. Yeah. Blank slate. And yeah. from here it's like whatever I do is pretty much as organically me as possible. Yeah. So it's really cool to like see the way I interact with people, the people I choose to interact with, the things I choose to do in my free time versus what I would do here because like there's obviously not pressures, but just like responsibilities with your family or friends or things yeah. Have a legacy to them since you were a kid, right? mm-hmm. so it's like having a completely blank slate moment is really interesting to really learn about yourself. I, I think your right. and your well, no, no. I think mm-hmm. a great result after that is like when you come back, you do start to cut off all the distractions, all right? The, uh, <laughs> yeah. All the time wasting, and yeah. all that. So you start to realize like you know, you, you just like you can pick your friends even better. Like yeah. you pick like all right, out of the people I've known throughout my entire life, all right, this is. You know, so and so, I'm gonna stop talking to you. So and so, I'm gonna stop hanging out with like we, we can be cool on Instagram and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But like, realistically, I'm not gonna sit here and, and make the time to yeah. to come and hang out with you because I know it's not gonna be fruitful or anything. Of course. Yeah, that's, and it's not even that it in like all your relationships are yeah. fruitful in some way. It's more just like we're in a different stage of life now. I feel I, I, I feel like specifically us, like we've been pretty blessed to be really close with the people that we grew, we grew up with. Like every time we want either we chat about waking up and with friends that I've had since seventh grade or before. Like, I feel like we've been pretty blessed with that. A lot of yeah. people have this spirit where they're like, oh, you'll never see your friends after you go to college. Yeah, yeah. Every time I come home, I see the same thing. Like, everyone, as much as we're in our own, doing our own thing, we still find that common ground to come and show on hand, which, which is a nice thing to have because I feel like it's something that not a lot of people do. Ah, for sure, for sure. So something I want to ask, right? So I heard this on Secret to Success podcast, right? Yeah. So they're they're saying um, 
there's for for the most part, there's no such thing as a good decision or a bad decision. Yeah. You make a decision and the energy that you put towards it makes it good or bad. Yeah. Right. And the example that he was giving was um he was saying how post-college, him and his wife um had an opportunity like to move to Texas, where his wife actually had a job, but he wasn't working, right? Yeah. So he was like, you know, he was kind of facing this pressure where it's like kind of like a pride thing, like, oh, my wife is going to be going there. She has a job. I'm unemployed. She's going to be out there making money. I'm being in my house doing nothing all day, right? So he was like, you know, at the time, it it was like, he didn't, at the time, he kind of just went with it. And he was saying he made sure that he made it as much of a positive decision, a positive opportunity, and it eventually flourished. It was like, he could have easily gone to Texas and been negative, Right. And he could have been complained the whole time. He could have been jealous that his wife is working and he's not. Yeah. And it could have been a horrible decision and it could have ended up badly. Right. And I was like, dang, like, that's, that's really dope. Because sometimes, you know, moving out to Virginia, there were times when I first moved down, I was homesick. And I was like, yeah, like, was I really supposed to move down here? I should have stayed in New York. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm closer to my family. I'm closer to home. You know, like, I came down here, like, you know, it, it was just different, yeah. you know? And now, I like to say I have more of an optimistic, uh, positive mindset, how I approach things. So, you know, I, I like to say like, I, a lot of opportunities I've been blessed with, but I kind of create on my own because you have to put yourself out there first, right? So, so all that to say this, you move over there to France. At first you were excited to do it, but it's a completely different perspective when you're saying, I want to do this and you have a positive outlet to when you're actually in there, yeah. right? So how important would you say is the perspective and your mentality when you're there to make the most of the opportunity to make that good decision or bad decision? Yeah, it's super important. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about, the way you kind of described your move to Virginia. I don't know if you went through the same time, you didn't get a chance to talk about it, but. I mean, it's been I'm different since I came down with, we yeah. was already there, but I did have my days like, yeah. you know, like, you know, but. Every, well, yeah, everyone told me it's like every immigrant or expatriate, um, goes through this very cyclical moment where they're like enjoying everything, taking in all the new information, having fun meeting with new people. And then the depression hits and then you're like, I want to go back home, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's not going to happen to me. Like, yeah. it's, like I'm going to make the best of it. And obviously, in some ways it does. Like, obviously, I miss my family and this, my friends and the things I do here. But um, I'm very much in line with exactly what you just said is that I try my best. And I feel like for the most part, I have a pretty net positive impact on the way I do things just because of the fact that I try to see the best in, in, in everything. For example, like my second job contract last year, during my gap year, I really only went to the office a few times. I needed to be in Paris for it because I had to go to the office a few times, but most of it was remote. So I'm in like my little fake, it's, it's, a, it's like a, studio but it's got enough room like my studio apartment like working it's like i'm not traveling i'm not discovering anything it's like we're in lockdown it's like i'm stuck in my in my apartment but like i was telling you before the podcast um we had a certain amount of time we could go do exercise outside and take advantage of your time outside so i'm like i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna travel right so i would go on walks and like explore the city and get lost during that time that i was a lot outside and like really make them the most of it and like I have to sit in the back of my head now like I can go anywhere without a map and yeah, the GTA map. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I got the GPS like showing me where, where to go and so I would just pop my headphones in listen to an audiobook or listen to 
new songs that came out or keep my headphones out and just get lost on a lot of new food spots, find new spots that I wouldn't expect, new gardens, new parks and stuff like that. I literally make the most of it. So that's like one example of a, a ton of them that, that I can cite, but I feel like that's one of the most impactful ones because I could be easily sat in my apartment all day and I'm telling you and powdered the whole time. And not that like it's a mega thing, I went through COVID very yeah. very different ways, but specifically for what I for what I wanted to to do. Um I just took the time to make the most of it. I couldn't travel, so I tried to travel in Miami really and yeah. in Paris and really make the no, that's that's really really important, right? Because yeah. like you said, like um, obviously, yeah, COVID impacted everybody differently, but yeah. like you know, trying to have that net, like you said, that net positive value. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, yo, what what can I do in my power to make the best out of this situation? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do I have control of? You know, and for us, it was a little bit. Uh, I kind of went against that. Like, how did um, like obviously we were in Virginia when the you know height of quarantine, but that's still U.S. Right? It was different than New York. New York, New York, I impacted crazy. Yeah. Thank God, Virginia wasn't hurt as much. Um, but you're in a completely different country. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you moved, like you move over there, and then like the pandemic hits, right? So like that's. Well, you were there for a little bit before the pandemic, right? Yeah. yeah. So and you, it was like towards the end, or so I was there for from September to December 2019. Came home went back in January, and from January to March, March is when. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. So still, you're in a completely different country during while this while this is going on, right? So that's even that makes it even that much more significant, right? Yeah. Because you're not just home where at least like I don't know, like where in the day, like like I'm right here, like I take a seven-hour drive up to New York, like God forbid, like parents get say anything like that, right? Like it's yeah. right there. You're in a completely different country yeah. while this is all going on. Every you know, one not only every state in the US impacted differently, every country, you know, yeah, like that. You said once three, you're allowed out once in three hours. Technically, we're allowed out whenever we wanted to. Yeah. Like people just like they just told us to wear a mask. Yeah, in Virginia, they don't wear a mask, right? <laughs> 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 they don't really enforce anything like that. Nigeria, they beating people for leaving. <laughs> I heard about that. That's just crazy. It's crazy. So you're you're yeah. experiencing COVID in, in Paris. Like, was that like at that time? It was like, yeah, like what was? How was that like? So, a little bit more. I'm gonna give you the timeline. So it was pretty scary at first, just yeah. the way it went down because no one knew what it was. Yeah, it was scary. And it's funny, it's the company I was working for at the time. So I had a six month contract from January to June of year 2020. Okay. And they're a huge company, like the most valuable company in France, or something like that. And so they're very close to the government. They get all their information from the government pretty early. And like I get a call from my manager and it just feels like a movie, right? It's like the weekend, right before like the 22nd is something like that in March, so I'm COVID if everyone at the same time, right? And she's like, Raj, you can, you can stay and you could work from home from your apartment. But I'm telling you, the country will have a very strict lockdown on Monday because they knew the information a little bit beforehand. If you want to end your contract and book your flight and, and leave, we completely understand. Like, you know, to do any crazy paperwork or anything, like, you should be if, if you want to be with your family and stuff. And it just all hit at once. It's yeah. Like, like, I had to scramble to flight. Or? It was on a Saturday, she called me, or Sunday. She's like, Monday, the president's going to get on. 
on CV and announce that they were locked in this place down and then yeah. I was in or out or anything. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit. That yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, all right, all right. Yeah. I booked my flight. I like, it was a very expensive flight yeah. for what I wanted to do. It was like 800 bucks or something. I'm like, all right, I have to eat this cost to be with my family during like, the scariest time of all time. And I booked the flight and like the day after he, he announced, all the flights went up to like 10K or something like that. It was like crazy. Yeah. Like, I got him super early. And, um, first, I was grateful to be a company that like, we got a lot of this. Like, pretty much everyone in France knew. Yeah. Everyone. But no one knew how serious it would, yeah. it would be. And like the company had to know because the government had to give them all the information to like shut down certain factories or certain production or certain places where they work with like leather or like things that they have to like not get contaminated and stuff. So we got some some version like a day early or something like that. And um, yeah, it was pretty intense. And I was home for a few months. They terminated, so the company, they had a policy where they terminated all their short-term contracts so they could save all their long-term employees so they didn't have to fire at anyone, which I completely understand. And, uh, so I had to find a new job and that's when I started working for the video game studio and I went back to France in August to December. And they had a pretty good summer. Their lockdown was really strict. So the summer was like pretty free of COVID, well, free of COVID. Like, yeah. It wasn't that bad. Um, people were on vacation stuff. When I got back, I got to like see friends, meet up, go to their apartments and chill and go out and have fun. But then like, it got pretty bad again in like September, October. And that's when I was locked down only an hour to go outside and stuff like that. And, that's when that phase kind of started. But now they're pretty good. They got their vaccinations on point. It seems like there's very little COVID compared yeah. to before. Because oh, yeah. they were kind of like in a, in like a special lockdown for like at least like six, seven to eight months. They kind of hit it under the fact that they call it a curfew. But it was pretty much a lockdown because uh, it was just a better way of not stressing people out when all they did was stress them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like a lack of transparency. Yeah. So... So yeah, it was like a film from like the beginning of COVID and I just kind of figured that out. But it was, I, I like, as decimating and terrible as it was, I, I tried to make the best out of it. Yeah. You know, like learn as much as I can, do the best I can at work and make, make the use of it. So it's just fun. That's, that's crazy. Everyone, everyone experienced it differently. Yeah. Did you say you grew the most during that time? I, it depends. It's like in specific ways, yeah. Um, especially things that like I realized like I like to do on my own too because I was on my own for 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 so much of it. I feel like it was a time to reflect and like really explore myself specifically and what I like to do and what I like to do my first time without any stress of any outside factors. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say in that in that sense, yeah, I I, I grew a ton. So I kind of want to follow up on that question, yeah. right? So from moving. From moving to France till now, what would you say is the most, like, what period would you say you had the most growth? Yeah, that's, that's very difficult. Um, I'm trying to compare it to myself personally, because I, I, like I said, I talk about it every day, and even, like, my sister now, because, you know, she's, she's done this whole, like, out-of-home thing for yeah. her since college started, but I've grown probably the most in the last... 11 months-ish, maybe 10-ish, but I've, I've done an incredible amount of growth. I'm still growing every day, so I don't know if that's the same for everybody, but I feel like um, hearing you, the, the first six months of moving is the hardest. That, yeah. That's what, like, 
time is it important like in the first six months so so i think i kind of agree and even though i'm saying like the last 12 months or so i don't attribute it specifically to covid that just had to that was just like a factor um i think the fact that i'm going back and home back and forth from home a significant amount more um it's making me realize that my priorities in life and things i want to do mm. a big thing is like so i had this other thoughts too where i was thinking of like the idea of entrepreneurship and stuff and um I feel like a lot of people get stuck in this zone where they think entrepreneurship is just either start starting an app or a startup that you're trying to get a for funding and make a million dollars in your first like six months and cash out and sell to Google or something. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> That's not what entrepreneurship is. It's a facet of entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. But, um, small businesses are entrepreneurship. Small online businesses are entrepreneurship. Small franchises are entrepreneurship. I feel like people look over that and how important entrepreneurship is as a skill. And it's funny because not even talking about the business side, it kind of made me prioritize things that I would, my ideal situation is either to work like freelance or be a small, either a retailer, small online or small consulting type of entrepreneur in an industry that I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. Literally because of the fact is like, I don't ever, well, this, this is not the only reason, but a big reason is like, I don't ever want to have to schedule or call out or beg to have time off to take, <laughs> yeah, to take like specifically to take a family member to the hospital or, yeah. or if there's an emergency. It's yeah. like, I want to be able to make that decision on my own. Yeah. It's like, as amazing as being in the workforce is, you have a stable income, you make a ton of money. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like another thing is people talk about entrepreneurship, they show them like, can I curse on this? Or do you get oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's still okay. for the kids, though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and they like hate on, um, and they hate on people who choose a nine to five job. It's like this is too long. A nine to five job yeah. is secure. It's a lifestyle. Your job isn't who you are. Like, yeah. It's a way to make an income. That's it. Yeah. At a certain point, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. The fact that, but the reason that I feel like I prioritize working on my own or for yeah. myself is like. I don't ever want to have to stress about being able to be there for, for my family or my close friends or like my immediate family or my distant family. In the case of an emergency, it's like yeah. you, you, you guys know I'm always taking care of my grandparents to face this really part of my life. It's like I don't ever want to have to be in a situation where I'm paying for time off to visit mm -hmm. them at the hospital or drive them to the hospital or something yeah. like that. It's like such an important part of my life now, especially since being in France, I can't be there for them. So it's like, damn. When I am home, I want to be there for yeah. a lot. I feel like that's a big thing that I, that I kind of um, figure out. And not even just my grandparents, just my family in general. Yeah. My parents are like, see, what my mom does it like, she she is so averse to taking time off. She's very, very focused on like, on, on her job. Like, even though she's the owner, it's like she wants to be there. She wants to run it. She's very much committed. But like, even just the fact that she could, she could be on the phone and call and organize their doctor appointments and organize what they're doing at the hospital, organize what they're doing at home. That's such an important part of what I want to have in my life. I don't ever want to hide to be on the phone as my work. Yeah. Trying to get a doctor's appointment or a medicine or a call to find out what's going on with my family. So yeah. That's such an important part of the reason I feel like entrepreneurship is really important. Yeah. Like, 
have the work-life balance that you build for yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, nah, the reason I was that well, yeah, we, we, we just had this conversation. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Night, like we've been having, like, this conversation yeah, yeah. for the different, past, like, many different ways. Yeah. <laughs> we've, like, we've been saying yeah. this, like, for the past few weeks, right? Like, we just did. We were just in Puerto Rico, right? So, yeah. like, you know, you're talking about your grandparents. We were just talking about more, like, a vacation aspect, right? Because we just did a voice trip, yeah. right? But, like, it, it, it was crazy. Like, we're there with Alan, right? We were, we were having fun, we were exploring, we were creating content, doing podcasts, doing photo shoots, doing all this. And I'm like, yo, there's no reason we can't be doing this whenever we want to. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Obviously now at the stage, you know, I, I, we still work nine to fives, right? And this is the stage that we are in life, right? You gotta start yeah, somewhere, you gotta build, like there's no problem with that. But I'm like, yo, like, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now, like I don't want to be, I don't want to be under that, the, the, Pressure. The pressure yeah. I have to yeah. call someone to ask if I can, I want to go spend a week with my boys creating content in Bali. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to go do that. Yeah. You're like, you know, if, if my parents need me, like, yeah, I want to be able to like, oh, I can go back and forth whenever I want to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, um, exactly. I, it, it ties back down to like financial freedom. Just like, to me, the, the way that I've been uh, saying in my head, like, I'm putting in all this work now as an as, you know, nine to five uh, entrepreneur podcast and all this so I can buy my time in the future. You know what I'm saying? And and to around. me, like that is what entrepreneurship is. I, I mean, we all talk about investing. Living off investment. You didn't say it right You know, like you got a rainy day fund and the rest is sitting in the market. Like yeah. it's all for yeah. the fact that hey, at this age or whenever anything hits, I, yeah. I want I want my time. I want my time. I want my money. I want to be able to have control of your your, your time, have control of your future exactly. to an extent. You know what I'm saying? So like that is the biggest part of entrepreneurship and then um to kind of like piggyback what you were saying also you were saying how um are you like oh people think of entrepreneurship as like a vc fund or like you yeah. know like doing all that right um what's even more about entrepreneurship is also um it's not even just the business part of entrepreneurship it's also like the internal and the mindset that you need to build yeah. an entrepreneur right entrepreneurship is not so much about numbers but what i've been learning is so much more about like internal growth and like how you need to develop yourself as an individual yeah. you know before you can even talk about starting a business and like about that, right there's so much internal growth that you need to go through um and it's not easy at all because there's a lot of things that you have to really sit with yourself and be like yo i need to get rid of this habit and i need to start this habit yeah. i need to you know if i if i want to you know um if i, if I want this business to be successful i need yeah. to develop these characteristics I need to act like this so it can come into fruition. Yeah, of course. No, it's a lot of filtering out. It's a, it's a lot of um, conversation. hard conversation with yourself, with other people, with yeah. you know, to to develop yourself so you can be in that mindset. Because once you have that mindset, then it's easier to uh, the material things, the, the physical things to come into fruition. Of course, you know, yeah. like the actual storefront. Like you can't be lazy and have a uh, you can't be a lazy person and have a. Um, Pharmacy, you know, yeah, pharmacy, not, like, yeah, there's no, it's there's, not going to work. There's no, there's no absolute thing. Like right? it's not, it's not possible. Um, and then just even, you know, just keeping up with the world. I know you, um, uh, talking about like uh, AI. You learn to get into oh, yeah. that, right? There's so much you have to learn, and you have to develop different skills and things you have yeah. to develop as yourself. 
if you want to be an if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, there's so many things you have to develop in yourself. Exactly. Um, so it's just like an ever-growing process of mentally and internally, as well as you know, the physical of okay, I'm selling yeah. this for a certain amount and blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, so um it's it's crazy, yo. Life is crazy, you know, but it's it's fun because it's like when you look back and you see how much you changed and how much of a better person you become, it's a really good feeling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course. I have, I have another question. Um, so how have, especially, I guess you're not really uh, done learning in terms of like uh, the institutional sense, but uh, how have you learned differently being on your own? So like, if you want an example, like, you know, I, I, I'm not a big reader. I do read. Yeah, yeah. I, don't. I, have, I have I have books I, I do want to read and I, I will read you know if necessary but um to learn something like it, reading doesn't necessarily stick yeah. unless I've seen like a video about it or heard people talk about mm-hmm. it in podcast so like the way I learn has changed drastically especially because of COVID yeah, of being at home and not really needing to look at a textbook like that yeah everything being online but um oh yeah, yeah. so. I completely agree with you. I um, recently, so I used to try to force myself to read a lot. And um, as much as like, I feel like it's always, you always find the books that you like and that yeah. you read through because you can't force a particular book that you don't like. Mm-hmm. And I realized, and I made this thing where I, whenever I listen to an audiobook, I recently got into audiobooks. Audiobooks I listen to are nonfiction pretty much, almost exclusively. And stuff that I read are fiction. So I feel like that works okay, for, yeah. for me, not like in a sense where like, I'm trying to be as efficient as possible. It's just like, I retain that, that information. Yeah. Better is audio, I retain fictional information better as a, as like a physical book. I'm mm-hmm. able to get more into the story rather than listening to stuff. I'm able to retain more information. That's more like pragmatic or like mm-hmm. you're trying to learn. Um, videos and stuff, I, YouTube tutorials have been my life since like birth. <laughs> um, I remember, like, I, I, I don't know how much we got into it before we started, like, really becoming friends. I mean, obviously, we were close friends from third grade to sixth grade, but we never, like, worked on stuff together. So, um, you know, at elementary school, YouTube was my life. Like, I was learning so much stuff. I was learning how to make video games. I was learning how to do basic code and HTML, like, from fifth, sixth grade to seventh grade and stuff like that. And I feel like that stuff I lost in, in my life when I got really focused on traditional academia, like when we got hit with all those like, teachers that said you need to focus on your PSTs, your SPTs, you need to focus on your ISAs, you kind of lose the spirit of like learning after that. Not again, that's a whole other conversation, but just using it that's yeah. sense. But yeah, yeah, but just to use it as context, like yeah. ever since I started to be on my own more and um use more of my free time to go back into my space because I like, re-found my love for learning things online, we found my love for learning things like in non-traditional, non-academic senses. Um, a big thing I want to shout, shout out to my school for, as annoying as my school is in France, um, they're great at the, the things that they do great, they're amazing at. The things that they do wrong, they really suck at. <laughs> it's, like, it's such a love-hate relationship with them. But the student body is really fun, and I'm really grateful for the friends I know, because I feel like I'm going to have to like five people that are perfect for me, and the rest of them is like, I hate it everybody else <laughs> and it's um it's cool because i learned so much from them especially because one the diverse backgrounds i've met in paris um are so like 
obviously the New York schools are from diverse backgrounds, but it's like the demographics of Paris is a little bit different than New York. They both are pretty similar in like culture and especially people our age, culture is pretty similar. Everyone's trying to get new ones, everyone's trying to get like the same type of like media focused stuff mm -hmm. and like general sentiments and ideas that they have, but their backgrounds are very different. So it's like one of my really close friends is from an island off the coast of Africa that I didn't even know about. I've learned so much through, through, through him and the stuff that he's doing and stuff that he talks about. And we share ideas. And it's funny because when we were growing up, we were learning about all these philosophers and stuff that would like, and all we learned is that they get together and talk and like, what else are they doing? They're like, they're just <laughs> talking and wrote books about what they yeah. talked about. It's like, oh, I get it now. And it's like, <laughs> like, I'm sitting outside of my school or outside of like those like historic schools in France and talking to my friends. I'm like, holy shit, I'm learning so much just yeah, from yeah. these conversations. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I get it now. And it's even the more, what's the word? Like, so talking versus like the actual doing sounds like the word is um, losing it for some reason. But it's like the things that we work on have together. One, one, one of my friends there. Application? Application, yeah, I guess that's 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 the word. Like versus the things that, that we talk about and then work on together. I see like the way they do things are different than the way I do things and I work and I learn just from that, just watching them work on their computer or watching them like, yeah. in their house and stuff. I've learned so many different ways to cook, like outside of school sense. Like I've yeah. two of my really close friends that are in culinary arts school. Um, oh, it's true, it's Paris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's crazy too, because those are two people that left their home, left their country at age 18. It's like, such a, it's not that it's normal, but it's more pro promoted to. And I feel like I learned from people who've had these experiences, just because they had to like grow up at very young age. So they left they entered at 18 to do their bachelor's in calling arts a completely different country. This is something I would never expect and yeah. anyone I grew up with to do. Not in like a derogatory sense, yeah, but just like, you don't do it's, just, yeah, yeah. it's just like, you don't know what, yeah. no one told us about that, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> no one yeah. told us that that's an option, yeah, yeah. you know, to follow your passion in that sense. It's yeah. just like, oh, like I feel like a lot of the opportunities are either sports related, or you become a doctor, or uh, investment banker. It's yeah. like you're either insane sports and you make it in a really cool way, or you make a ton of money and you make it in a really cool way. Sure, for sure. Yeah. So let's take a break here. Let's do the the quote of the day because um, we have a really good conversation. So let's let's do the quote of the day so we can reset. What we got for us, you know. We haven't done this in a little while. We yeah, didn't do we any. Have a, yeah, we covered a lot of stuff. I have a lot of good quotes. Yeah. But we didn't do any with Alan. Those past two episodes. Yeah, we didn't do any of them, so. For those listening from the audience, I hope you guys have been learning a lot, taking down some notes and just enjoying the conversation. I have uh, nothing to teach, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still learning as much as they, they are, I promise, I promise you. Uh, okay, all right. This is like my birthday. <laughs> Did you see that Uzi got into a fight with St. John? Uh, I saw something like that. Yeah, like, like and he like pulled out a gun or like a gun fell out of his pop. I, I, I saw, I saw something like that. I saw something like that on Instagram. It's from uh, Guyana too. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, all right, I'll pick this one. So the quote is, uh, sometimes you have to take a leap of faith first, the trust part comes later. I think I've heard that before, but yeah, I you were there. Yes. You were there when I heard it. It's a great movie. Okay. Um, can I ask? Can I ask for things? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It? yeah. It's not a real person. It's from movie, yeah. But, it's yeah. So sometimes you have to take a leap of faith first. The trust part comes later. Movie. What type of movie was it? Was it like an inspirational film, or was it like uh, some random film that? Not an anime. It was like a superhero movie. Uh, DC or Marvel? DC. DC, okay. Movie came out in 2013. 2013? Yeah. 2013. DC movie in 2013. Batman? Dark Knight? I was going to say Dark Knight Rises came out in 2011 already. Because the Dark Knight came out in 2000. It's not Batman, I'll tell you that. It's not Batman. Man of Steel? Wonder Woman? Oh, it's Man of Steel? Steel? Oh, okay, okay. Who's who's that? Superman? It was, uh, no. I still want to answer that question. But um, it was... The uh, confessional scene, uh, Superman went and made a confession to, uh, to uh, in a random church with a pastor. And the dude, the pastor said, sometimes you have to take a leap of faith first, the trust part comes after. He was just, uh, just have to go save the world from Zod. Not feeling it. <laughs> I heard you, I heard you. But yeah, you, you, were, you walked in the apartment, you were sitting and watching a little bit while I was, I was uh, Watching that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, so sometimes you gotta take a leap of faith first. The trust part comes after. To me, it's just, it's really what we've all been talking about, you know, uh, when it comes to moving and, and getting out of yeah. um, your, your comfortable, cozy environment. So um, you, you won't have all the answers. That's, yeah. the, that's the crazy part. Like, you, you kind of like with the good decision, bad decision, right? Like, you don't know if it's going to be a good decision or bad decision until you actually do it, you know? And it's the, the perspective and the energy you put into it, you know, that's that trust after, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just have to just go and be like, yo, whatever happens, net positive, right? Yeah, I, I love that, right? Like, I just, yeah, you know, just like... Because you're going to fall back. Sometimes of course, right? Is, what you're trying to do is mostly positive. Mm-hmm. You'll know where you'll come. No, yeah, I was going to say, um, there's a quote I saw, and I'm not trying to be deep, but I feel like it, it applies. It's like, if you can see the path ahead of you, like if you can map out and plan out one to one, it's not your path. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, you didn't make this path. This is something that someone else takes. Like, so you're trying to be the next Le- LeBron. It's like, then you're only going to be what LeBron was. You'll never be who you are going to be. It's like, mm. you can see them funny, it's not your path. That's and crazy. Yeah, That's craze. crazy. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere, something. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like it was that. like one of those like super thick, deep ones that actually has some truth. Yeah. yeah. That's, right. That's crazy. I love that. Yeah. And he was, and this doesn't apply directly, but it's like a compliment to it. He was talking about how, like, when you're trying to achieve your goals, it's like you're going to the gym. It's like, okay, once you hop on this path, 
You just gotta be consistent. It doesn't matter what you do. You just have to do something. Mm -hmm. And as you keep doing things, paths will open. Mm -hmm. If you do nothing, you'll never have the opportunity to open, to open more doors or anything. So you don't need to know the path. Yeah. You just need to move forward in some way. Mm -hmm. I'll those small wins. Said to me that one day again, we went roller skating like sometime in February, and I promised you would change my life. He said, Yo, just try. I was like, yeah. um, because I tend to give up quick sometimes, it's a bad habit. So, um, we're roller skating, and I it's it, it took him probably like you know, the first two laps, he was struggling, like he struggled, but then yeah, after a while, he got it, he fell yeah. But and then I'm like, Yo, I'm like, I, I don't do roller skating, I haven't roller yeah. skated since elementary school. Every time I went around, I came back puffing and puffing and sweating and like, yo, this is not that I want to leave. Like, probably want to leave. But then, you know, Bensky just said, like, like, no, dude, just try, bro. Just yeah. try. And I don't know why, but that night it really clicked and it stuck with me. So since yeah. then, it's just been like, yo. I don't, I don't remember the publication, but some publication did a cover story on Frank Ocean like a year or two ago. And like one of the first things he said in it, he asked him this question. And they're like, where do you get your inspiration from? Because all your music is so deep and connected people in so many ways and sounds so inspired and so like, you know, these prophetic dreams and you go into the studio and it just happens on its own. And he was like, no. Like, this is a very much a, a paraphrase of what he said. He was like, no, I show up to the studio. That's all you have to do. You show up, you do something and the inspiration will come. There's no, he's like, there's no such thing as like inspiration that takes you out of nowhere. That's very like, it, happens but it's not the way that you build a project right yeah, yeah. It's, he's like all i do is i show up that's it you just have to show up you have to go into the studio turn on the computer and do something mm -hmm. and you will find inspiration like you have to find it it won't find you yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm like if frank ocean the king of of combo the king of <laughs> <laughs> the king of music that has such a deep connection with so many people in so many different ways, if that's the way he does it, it's like, there's no way we can do, do that. So it's like, we don't have to be, uh, there's obviously the prodigies of every type of in industry or, or talent, but it's accessible to people who just try. Like, it's, it's, I feel like it's something that is not instilled in certain ways, but people should take more advantage of it. It's like, just show up. It's, not like, show up. it's, it's a small win, yo. It's doing a small win. So yeah. um, this is, I guess, this transition from quote of the day to the next topic, right? So whatever. Um, but um, this is really applying. So God will in the fall on Star School for Project Management, right? Yeah. So thank you, thank you. So uh, I'll be in UBA, so I know what the mascot is, but I think orange and blue is their color. So uh, that's what we're having now, right? Next, right? <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> but um, with Project Management, my thing is this, right? Um, I still don't even know if I like Project Management. I've never done it before. Yeah. You know, I, I guess like, you know, with Kill T and the podcast, like it's Project Management experience. Like it's a little bit. So that's kind of where I was like, you know what? If I'm going to pursue something, a graduate degree corporately, it's going to be something I want to do. Project Management yeah. is something that I kind of have the skills because I've done it with the podcast and before. Right? Um, so um, that's that's the school route. But in work, like I need actual work experience at work, right? So I, I work on literally like within the past few weeks, I have been put into the more project management roles. Yeah. More specifically, um, my supervisor, she, um, we're starting a brand new project and we have our first meeting Thursday. And so essentially for the project, she was like, yo, you're gonna be the project facilitator. She 
I'm going to be here if you need help, but like you're going to be leading it, right? Um, and yo, um, I was nervous this whole week, yo. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm like, yo, like I understand what the project is, but the project is four mini projects in total uh, within it. I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't know what to do at all. And like, you're asking me to be the facilitator, like, yo, like I, I really don't know. Um, so like the, I, I, I've been reaching out. Thank goodness, I have a pretty good support system. They've been giving me like documents to, uh, you know, like project, project documents to keep track and things yeah. like that. Um, long story short, Tuesday I met with my manager. I was like, uh, with one of my supervisors, I was like, yo, like, um, this is the ideas that I kind of have. Like, am I on the right track? He was like, yeah, cool. So that was like Tuesday, Wednesday, I met with her again. And then Thursday was the first meeting. Um, and then Thursday morning, I, I reached out to her one more time. I was like, okay, like I have everything set. Like, do you think like I'm good? And she's like, yo, like, like you're good. Yeah. Um, like everything was good. She's still giving me pointers and stuff. And then she's like, hey, like, like, remember you don't have to do everything on your own. Like your point is to be the facilitator. And if you need anything, like I'm gonna be here. Um, but one thing, I guess like that whole process, like this is something I've, I guess I've been asking to do, but when it's finally here, I'm like, yo, I'm shook. Like, <laughs> I'm shook. Like, I I still don't know exactly how this project is supposed to go and things like that. So yes. we had the first meeting, boom. And um, yo, it, it was crazy. Like it, the, the meeting was only like 30 minutes, but it was crazy being on the side of actually facilitating it. Normally I'm on the side where someone asks a question, I'm silent and I'm, it's the awkward silence. Yeah. Now well, I'm, I'm on the side- Somebody asks questions. Yeah, right? <laughs> so now I'm on the side where I'm asking, I'm asking the questions and mind you, I'm the youngest person in the meeting. I've, I haven't even been here for two years. Everyone yeah. here is like, no, everyone here is the, is the guru. I'm supposed to be telling them what to do for the project, right? And like the entire meeting, I'm like, I, thinking this was behind it, like I'm virtual, right? Because yeah. no one can see me, thank God. Yeah. Like the entire meeting, I'm like, uh, okay, like I'm, I'm low-key, like I'm, I'm sweating. You know what I'm yeah, you know, because it's like, they're waiting for me to say the next step. They're mm-hmm. waiting for me to, to, to facilitate. And I'm like, I'm always on the other side. Um, but thank God that joint went well. But I kind of said all that to say this, right? Um, one completely new experience, so like I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. But then two, with the project management, um, everything is one step at a time. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's an entire project split into four, and even those four pieces are going to be split into probably like five steps each. Yeah. But it's not like one thing that my supervisor kept saying. It's like, yo, it's not like you have to do the entire project today. It's not like you have to do it yourself. It's not like it all has to be done today. Yeah. All you have to do is just mark step by step, by step, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Break it down to manageable steps and you complete step one. Yeah. After step one, you complete step two. After step two, you do step three. And all you have, your job as a project manager is to make sure that we are on task on time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's, I keep thinking as it's, the project is just one big gulp, like one yeah. big bite, like one, big, like you guys all have to do it at once, you know? And it's like, no, like, that's how you fail, honestly. Mm-hmm. If you think you have to do it all at one time because it's going to be too much going on. You know, it's just literally one at a time. One yeah. foot in front of each other, one step, whatever metaphor, analogy, like one one foot in front of each other, one step at a time, one goal at a time, you know, and um, I guess that part, it, it sounds easy, but for me, I have a tendency of wanting to do it all at once. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, no, like breaking it down to steps and one at a time, just one at yeah. a time, one at a time. And then the project gets finished. And then that's how you see progress. You know what I'm saying? Because you complete step one. Now you're like, that's when the momentum builds. You already completed this step. Now it's on to the next step. 
Um, so that's just something I've been learning. And it's like, it's, 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 it's a new experience because it's like, I'm always on the other end of it. And now I'm actually the facilitator. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I don't know. It's crazy. Same thing, you know? Yeah. Same thing, you Richardson. Yeah, Richardson. Yeah, yeah. Last night. He was talking about how like self-confidence is such a key part of, of achieving things and like that. It's like for us, it's like you have imposter syndrome on top of you spend so much time planning things, you never actually do it, mm-hmm. but you have this amazing plan, but you but you never actually act upon it. It's yeah. like this scariest thing. Um but the baby steps thing I wanted to comment on. So like we were saying before the podcast, like, I chose to do my specialization for my second master's, the dual degree, and it's something that I've never done before, artificial intelligence, just like, and what I'm do, to doing now to prepare myself for that is I bought a book, right? Yeah. I bought a book designed for kids. It's like how to code, it's in fact, it's like how to code video games by the age of 10 um, in Python, right? So I'm like, this is the perfect place to start. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to start from the beginning yeah, as yeah. if I'm a kid. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've been going through, through the book. I'm, like, 100 in now, and I'm, like, coding alongside. And it's, like, I'm learning all the fundamentals that I need to, uh, to learn to prepare myself. And I expect to take the ego down and take mm-hmm. everything that I expect down and just start. Mm-hmm. And it's been such a great experience. So, so it's obviously, like, I get 50 pages done, and then I go a week and nothing done. It's like that motivation. That yeah. You, that you do. It's like you get all done at once, and then you lose all your interest. Not your interest, but your motivation. Yeah. But so I've just been trying to like cut it a little bit every day. But it's like that type of mindset to just start from the beginning as if you're literally a toddler. Yeah. I, I like how you said you killed the ego. I really yeah, like yeah. that because that's literally what you have to do. You compared it to something meant for kids, but you're not yeah. above. Exactly. Getting that and, and, and taking that. That's like one thing I don't think a lot of people um, apply it in that way. Yeah. Like your ego to, to just be able to, to achieve something great. Yeah. I go the ego feed the soul. Shout out to Mind Your Business Pop Up. <laughs> <laughs> That's humbling. That's real humbling to be able to just you know, yeah. put yourself, it's almost like frustrating yourself in a way. Just like, you know, at least your ego, just to, you know, um, Come learn like a child. So yeah, I, I really, I really like that. It's not even. I feel like a lot of people have these. Me included. Like I've always had these, these ideas of projects I want to fulfill and do, and it's like I get so hooked on the end game, and I never actually get through the process it takes to get to where mm-hmm. I started, and I never get through, through the middle process. So it's like I expect so much from something I realize. Oh snap! I really need to start with the baby steps. Mm-hmm. That's all part of your ego. It's not that you're overconfident. It's like you just have to figure out how to bring yourself down to a level where you can actually work on these things mm-hmm. and move towards it. You can't always expect the best for the most part. Yeah, 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 for sure. Crazy. Yeah. It's probably a lot, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I need the house. I love this. This <laughs> <laughs> is a really dope conversation, bro. Like really dope. Chop it up. Chop it up, man. Catch up, too. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Any questions? I don't know. I think. <laughs> you got it all out. Got it all. Anything, any last topics? Anything you want to leave, leave the people with? Last words of wisdom. I said, I have nothing to teach, bro. I have everything <laughs> to learn. Like, I feel like I 
career with that. That's like a mindset that everyone should try to yeah. get into is listen to try, try to learn as much as you can. No, just, I try to do that as much as I can too. So sure. what, what, one thing I love about this, well, what I love about podcasts, this podcast talking is just learning from people's experiences, you know, sharing your own experiences, um, meditating and looking back on your own experiences. Um talking to other people about their experiences, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people are going through similar things that you're going through in different ways. You know what I'm yeah. saying? There are a hundred, there are a bunch of ways to say the same thing, but you know, it may be that one version that sticks with you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like the just try, I feel like I've said that multiple ways before, but in that one instance, it, it stuck, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, and then similar things with the baby stuff. Like I've heard that a, a million times in yeah. my life, right? But like it's in certain times in your life where it sticks more than others, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So um that's why i just love conversation good conversation yeah. you know what i'm saying so um, if, y'all, if y'all get one thing from today it's definitely you know sit with yourself we always say this but you know sit with yourself and, and I'm, I'm gonna focus on learning right? so yeah. sit and figure out how you learn how you grow whatever works for you so if if, if you can't learn through you know um, school or whatever you learn better by watching TV or Netflix or whatever, you got to figure out something to just make it work for you. I really like how Ross said, I like to read nonfiction. No, 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 I listen to nonfiction, sorry, but I read fiction. That, I get that 100% because the books I, the books that I will forever keep picking up, I I started, I read Batman Begins when I was in fifth grade, and I didn't know anything about that, but I was sitting in fifth grade reading that small tiny print you know 300 page book and i've reread it probably four times to this day and every time i read it i come up with something different so you know i I love fiction love anime love all that stuff so to hear basically raj kind of say the same way i'm learning in in books i never really got into audio books like that because it's like it's a book still, but, it's like, <laughs> but you know, I listen to podcasts and I learn a lot from podcasts. So to hear, like, you know, I, personally, I love I, I read fiction any day of the week, but just to hear how I can still obtain, you know, the knowledge from a book yeah. just to read, it really didn't dawn on me until yeah. you just said that. So if you you, you just gotta see with yourself and figure out what learn what, yeah. what works for learning. Self awareness, yeah. you know, so you learn about it. You said you talk about it a lot of times, but it's like it's the key to success, yo. Yeah. You need to you need to know how you learn. You need to know your your quirks, your personality, um, so you can put yourself in the best positions to succeed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all different. We were um, we learned we talked about when we were in Puerto Rico, like you know the extrovert introvertness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We had it on the podcast and off the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even and I. One reason that we we mesh and we work so well is because we're so different. Like that is the that's reason. The that's the, the the reason. We, like some people, like an all us, like in school, people would be like, they look at us and be like, oh, you guys like you the same, the same person. And it's like, yo, I'm like, no, like even my nah, the the reason we are friends is because we disagree yeah. on so much. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The reason that we get along is because like we have different perspectives, different personalities, different talents different interests yeah. like down to the like simple <laughs> food like down to everything yeah. it's like now like we actually don't agree on majority of things yeah but that is why we work well because it's like i can specialize in this you can specialize in that we, we put it together the other person yeah. you know got it you yeah. know type joint you know so it's like you have to you have to be self-aware because if i try to look at if i try and be like Edom and learn like him 
It's not gonna it's happen. Not gonna work. If I try and force Edom, you know I try to sometimes. But if I try and Edom to force, if I try to force Edom to learn like me and be too extroverted, it's not gonna happen. That's yeah, not yeah. who he is. It's, you know not what I'm it's not gonna happen. So it's like learn like obviously you can learn from each other. Like obviously, you know, I can say that I taught Edom things and he definitely taught me a lot, right? And like that's where the mesh comes in, you know what I'm saying? But like at the end of the day, you have to sit with yourself, be self-aware. Yeah. Put yourself in the best positions to succeed, and then opportunities are gonna open. And you know what? I'm not gonna say self awareness anymore. It's a hard conversation. But at the end of the day, like yeah. self awareness, like it's cool and and it's it's sweet, but I think it's just like it's just sugarcoating having hard conversations with yourself. Yeah. Sitting down and just being really, really, you don't gotta be negative the entire time because you should come up with a positive, like a, a yeah. better way to solve this solution. But self awareness does come down to yo, like if. You're an asshole, bro. You have to like tell I'm this way, you know, then you need to figure out how to change it. You just you need to be able to own your faults and either make them something positive yeah. or just build build a like solution around it yeah. to help uh, uh, supplement for it. Like, just, like, call yourself out. That's yeah. Like, it's, it's so important. Another thing too about the complementary differences is my sister and my best friend, right? And everyone's always like, everyone's like, I wish I had a, like, I wish my sibling was so close to me like you, like, you guys are the best, you guys are, you get along so well, you guys are the same, I'm like, we are not the same, like, we are completely different people, like, you, and you know, Rach, like, like, we are not the same person at all, we don't do the same things, it's just, like, the differences are very important, that's why we always have so many new things to talk about and learn from each other, and, like, it's like it's always a new conversation. It's, yeah. it's crazy like that. Another thing too that I want to add, I feel like conversations like these are like uh, highlight reel and that everything looks great, positive, where we're making the best out of it, but like for the viewers and for the people that just said between like 18 and 32 trying to figure it out, like give yourself time. Like, <laughs> give yourself so much time. Yeah, you're not gonna have the answers though. As much as I feel like everyone's always telling me how like, oh, you did so much in two years and all that stuff, but it's like, not even trying to like brag or anything, just like trying to put it into, part, into perspective. It's like, yeah, but at the same time, like there's the spurts of when you go through mental health crises and crises and um, crises or crises. Like, <laughs> it's not a vocabulary. <laughs> it's like there's been so much of that that has characterized a lot of what I've been through and identity crises and like these things are normal and like people who listen to podcasts or listen to people retelling the stories, they might get stuck under the fact that everything seems so great and it's like a high reel and oh, we're gonna make it the best and the positive and how to make the best of this. It's like, take your time. That's super important to take your time. Yeah. Like, don't, there's no rush. Everything will always be there. A job will always be there in the future. Give yourself time. You'll find more ways to make money in the future. Whatever it is, even if it's not, not about your job or your future, your mental health, your identity, like take time to figure that 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 out like you deserve it you deserve to not force yourself to please other people or not force yourself to go after something so much that it takes away from who you are as a person stuff like that yeah it's all part of the net positive positive (laughs) so we're gonna end on that because there's one booth we have one booth a day and i forgot to put in the extra battery so that's my goof would say. We're running out of battery. So we're going to end on that. Yo, end on that. Yo, Raj, thank you very no, much. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Thank, thank you, you very so much. much. It's a blessing. Yo, for real. Yo, for those listening, this is a really dope episode. I hope you listen to the end. And if not, you missed out. <laughs>
Um, make sure you're following us on all platforms. Everybody Eats Show on Instagram. Everybody Eats Show on Facebook. EBE underscore show on Twitter. YouTube, Everybody Eats Show. Make sure you're checking out our free wholesaling webinar to get, get yourselves involved into real estate. All that good stuff. Yo, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you.